welcome to Empowerment Radio. My name is Dr. Friedman, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me. Empowerment Radio is about giving you the insights, tools, and solutions to address some of the most challenging aspects of our daily lives. So sit back, relax, and empower yourself. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. And I have a very exciting guest today on the show who's going to probably change all of our lives. So just buckle up for that. Because when I talk to clients and you know people all over the world, there is one common feeling that they are sharing with me, which is exhaustion. They're just exhausted from 2020 with all that has been going on and all that is still going on. Most people feel just that there is the weight of the world somehow right now in their hearts and their minds and their shoulders. There are all these uncertainties. There are all these problems. There are all these things that seem to be somehow unresolved. And so it's a very unsettling and ungrounding time. But what if, what if you could all of a sudden have a complete shift of your mind, of your frequency? What if you could wake up in the morning and just feel that you actually are up for the day? That you don't worry about all those things, but that you know it's gonna be okay. Somehow it's gonna work out. Somehow you know that you have the support and also the resources and the knowledge and the wisdom inside of you to deal with whatever comes your way. What if you could wake up in the morning and feel happy for no reason, just at peace with yourself, no resistance to the outer circumstances, complete openness and allowing? What if you could just be present, present and open to embrace what is and seeing more the beautiful things in your life, the things that you actually can be grateful for? What if you could be in a place of taking 100% responsibility for not only what you do or the circumstances that you're in without blaming yourself, but really knowing I have somehow the power to create this and I have the power to change that. And I take responsibility for how I think, how I feel, how I believe, how I act along the way. What if this all could happen right now, that you have this complete shift? Now, I'm not saying that this is easy, but it is something today we will hear from an amazing author and teacher and master who has written a fascinating book, a book that I deeply resonate with which is called Zero Frequency. And I'm talking about Mabel Katz, who actually joins us today from Mexico. Hi, Mabel. So nice that you are on Empowerment Radio today. How are you, Dr. Friedman? Thank you for inviting me. Well, I am very well, and I'm feeling so grateful that you take the time. I know that you're very busy, and I know that there is a TV interview waiting for you. So... 
I don't want to have you wait a long time for our time together. So I want to just jump right in there. And first of all, tell you, zero frequency is something that I feel we all need. We all yes. need to really get to this place. So, But I try to explain a little bit what that means. I'm sure you can do a much better job than that. So tell us, what is zero frequency? Well, it is a little bit of what you've been saying, yes? How you can be happy for no reason, you know? Uh, what if you could be at peace no matter what is going on around you? Uh, yes. What if you don't depend on people or things or circumstances to really be happy and at peace? Uh, my story is a little bit of uh, that kind of story because I had everything that a person thinks it needs to be happy, but I wasn't. So I, uh, one day my oldest son woke me up because he talked to me angry as I used to talk to him. And he, he, I, I saw myself, you know, he was my mirror. And I realized mm -hmm. I had to do something to change. I realized I was looking for that happiness and peace outside of myself, on people's uh, changing, trying to convince people I was right and they were wrong. You know, and, and again, depending on circumstances or, or, or people's behaviors. So um, I started my search and I, my first seminar was about anger. And I wanted to know what anger came from, you know, what was, what, what was all about. And the teacher was a metaphysical teacher that invited me to join some groups that he had. And he took some time to call me since, you know, till he formed that group. And thank God, because I was just starting, you know, my search. I wasn't ready. But then a friend of mine gave me a metaphysical book, and I started practicing a little bit of the recipes, you know. Of, mm. And I realized how powerful we are, that we are the ones creating our own reality, you know, or what we attract in our life. So zero frequency, I, I got to what I call the easiest way, that is a ancient Hawaiian art of problem solving that is called Ho'oponopono. And, and zero frequency was created based on Ho'oponopono, uh, but it's a more intellectual way of understanding Ho'oponopono or things to get to balance, to get to that alignment, to get to that connection to the universe. Because I think one of the things that gave me the most peace was to realize I was not alone and that we mm. do have help you know, and if you let go and trust, you will be guided and you will be protected. And I think that's what we need to realize right now, to be able to be at peace and happy, even though everything that is going on in 2020. Now, this is something I, you know, read right at the beginning of your book about the letting go and letting God which as you were an accountant and certainly liking to be in control with numbers and predictabilities uh, was probably a concept that you didn't ease yourself so right away into. But is it, in order for zero frequency to make a difference, important to have a spiritual belief? Or when, does it work without? It started for me without, without believing, because I was not a believer. I became a believer when I started letting go and trusting and seeing results. And I like the results. I'm a person, I don't set goals. I don't make many plans or anything. And things just come to me. 
and I like it. I like what the universe has for me more than what I would have planned, you know, or I would have imagined possible. So again, yes, I I, I was not a believer. Um, I was an accountant. Uh, I am from Argentina. I don't know if you know much about Argentinians, but we are very intellectual people. The, mm-hmm. and, uh, and also I was Jewish or I, well, I am Jewish. I don't practice, but I am Jewish. And spirituality changed my life because I realized that spirituality is above all religions. It brings you peace, you know, uh, it unites, it makes us all family, totally, totally contrary uh, um, to what religion does. And, and something, Dr. Friedman, that I learned in Japan was that uh, spirituality is the foundation of any successful business. They told me they wouldn't have hired me unless they knew that it had a spiritual component. Because I mm. said, if, if I in U.S. I said Ho'oponopono, spiritual, the people run, yes. And so yeah. when I told them that, they said, in Japan, we wouldn't hire you. So, you know, spirituality is something that we all come back to when we are lost, when we touch bottom, you know, when something terrible happens in your life. But we don't have to wait for that. We can realize that all the answers for us are in the spirituality. And could be Ho'oponopono, could be any other philosophy or anything. It could be religion for some people. But be sure that you do it because you trust and you have faith and not for other reasons, you know, not to belong, not to be accepted, you know, not to be uh, not criticized or or things like that. Because sometimes we do religion for the wrong reasons. Yes, exactly. And I think a lot of people are burned by religion because of the dogma, because of, you know, that what they were told about being the sinners and feeling bad and the judgmental God and so on. So I think there's just this openness that has to happen to not put a religion or any kind of uh, uh, idea behind it that you have to be a certain way. But really, like you describe it, it's more the allowing the allowing of the universe to support you. Now you had to let go. I mean, at some point you said, I'm going to give up on my business and I just going to let myself be inspired. Or how did you get to letting go and then all of a sudden falling into what you're doing now? Well, sometimes it's a path also because, uh, you know, there is a preparation also you know, mm-hmm. that you need. So, for example, I discovered Ho'oponopono in July 1997. And I, I, you know, I didn't do it to teach anything. I didn't do it to change careers because I was a very successful accountant, both in Argentina and in US. So it wasn't because I needed money or I was looking, nothing. I was happy with my career. But I was looking for happiness in my personal life. But because I started letting go and trusting, you know, the universe was kind of guiding me. And um, in November of 2008, I completely let go of my career. But also there was other things that happened in my path. For example, because I started letting go and trusting, I, 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 I founded my own accounting practice. I always work for CPA offices as an employee. And I thought that was, you know, my place. And because of Ho'oponopono, because of starting to let go and trust, I I started my own business. That gave me a lot of freedom, yes? Mm -hmm. Flexibility. 
So I was able to travel a lot with my teacher, Dr. Ijaliagala, uh, Hulen. I, I, um, I, but I was the organizer, you know, I was the promoter, let's say, of something that had helped me so much. Uh, but one thing, you know, took, you know, uh, took to the next and, and I started teaching with him and everything. And one day, we came back from a seminar and uh, we gave together and he told me, remove my picture because I'm not doing this anymore. And that was the first time I had a thought, yes? And I said, well, maybe I can do this, you know? And I asked him to check, to meditate if it was correct uh, for me to do it. And I got the okay to teach. But again, it was like a hobby, yes? It was the weekend, my weekend identity, my secret right, identity. Right. And then November of 2008, I remember I woke up one morning and I said, I'm not preparing any more taxes. I was so sure in, in my heart, yes, not in my mind. Uh, but it, that's where trusting is, yes, is something in, in your, some place in your body, you know, and it takes practice too. You need practice to trust. Trusting is like a muscle that, you know, uh, like going to the gym, yeah, in the beginning is hard. It's, it's getting out of your comfort zone. But once you, it becomes natural in you, once you accept that everything is perfect, even if it doesn't look like, your, your uh, life really changed. Now, when we come back, we talk more about trusting and other ingredients uh, about zero frequency and the path to it. And I want to ask you after we come back, if there is any specific practice you could suggest to the listeners about how to not necessarily trust about leaving the job or any big things what can they do to practice trust right now because i think most of us can use a little bit of that so we'll be right back don't go anywhere Are you ready to let go of the I can'ts that are holding you down? Valerie Trujillo invites you to join her community on a mission to collectively heal as a tribe, where your vulnerability is heard and reciprocated. So tune in to Love and Light with the Crystal Blue Oracle every second and fourth Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Valerie and her work, visit CrystalBlueOracle.com. You know, marriage is not always easy, but skills that improve communication go a long way. Tune in to The Relationship Rehab Show, Recovering Happiness in Your Love with Nancy Landrum and Dr. Pat each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Nancy is an author and teacher empowering couples to create and sustain loving marriages. Learn to listen, speak, and handle conflict with respect so your love can flourish. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit NancyLandrum.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Uh, I'm here with Mabel Katz, the author of Zero Frequency, and we just talked about trusting. How do you learn to use the muscle of trust? So right now, Mabel, since we do have, uh, I think, you know, a little bit of that feeling of being lost, at least many 
people feel that way, what would you suggest as a simple exercise to practice trusting? Okay, so we all have stories, you know, that we tell ourselves and we engage yes. with the stories and we make it. So one of the things that I recommend people is to say, I change stations because you do have another station, you know, you can connect with that is the universe that has all the solutions for your, uh, for your problems. Um, the other thing is you can also say, uh, thank you, but I'm busy. So you have to be more conscious. You become the observer. You have to know you're not those thoughts or those, uh, um, because the, everything is memories in our subconscious mind, yeah? And they pop up and they play and replay. So um, the thing is how you stop this to connect with another part of you that is inside. For example, I become a, became a believer because I found God inside of me. I call God a more intelligent mind than, than mine, <laughs> you know, but than my intellect. Um, and we all have that connection, but we are always listening to the other radio, you know, the one that thinks it knows. Yeah. So, so I'm going to tell you a story. When I let go in November of 2008, when I let go completely of my career, that gave me the stability, you know, and everything, um, um, I, I, I had an income that was coming to me that gave me some um, freedom, you know, to be able to make a decision like this. And, um, but at one point that, and I already had a lot of employees because of that, that, that I got that income. So, but at that point that income disappeared. And um, sure, I went into the worry. Sure, I went into the thinking, you know, how am I going to do it? Sure, I thought about firing people. Yes, because I couldn't afford them anymore. But I changed stations. It looks like I changed stations. It's not like sometimes you have to do it consciously. Sometimes it's a muscle that starts working for you. Yes. Another thought came to me and I said, God, you know why I'm here? How much I need and, and when? I'm not going to worry. And I'm not going to worry became really a tool for me. So it's not like I didn't worry anymore or I didn't have any more of the stories. But every time that I had the stories or the fear or the anxiety or whatever, I, I would look up and say, I'm not going to worry. Like I was telling the universe, I'm not worried or somebody worries, you know, for me. You know, doctor, I, I never had money problems. You know, and the money came from places I couldn't visualize, imagine, anything, because everything was via email. People that, you know, uh, reach out, you know, to buy the copyright of my books, uh, people that would hire me, you know, to do speakings, you know, and would make, give me an advance. I wasn't really worried. I knew that every time I had to pay, the money was there. I didn't know where it was going to come from. And that's, and that's trusting. You understand what I mean? I say, realizing, becoming a little bit more humble, realizing we don't know that much, but there is a well, knows. And I think that's exactly what you said about, um, you know, the changing of the stations that sometimes because we do have negative self-talk or we do have the worry thoughts and, you know, the subconscious tries to protect us with all of that, but ultimately it does distract us from even noticing that there may be opportunities out there or there may be ways that, uh, you know, could be much better. Now, one thing that you wrote in the book right at the beginning was also about the, the being the vessel, 
being open to receive and just, you yeah. know, emptying yourself and just letting then the universe support you. And I think that's exactly what happens when you say, I don't worry. Somehow I'm open to receive. I'm open to get guidance. I'm open for solutions to find me. And I, is that a part of also what you feel zero frequency is, this allowing of things to come to you versus always feeling you have to plan, scheme, chase, hunt, whatever those things are that you're uh, taught to do? That's what I did in, in my prior life, yes? When I was an accountant, <laughs> when I was a mother, you know, uh, and the way I, I uh, taught my kids, even before I woke up, one day I told my all the son, you know, life could be easier, easy. And he looked at me and said, that's not what you used to tell me. And I said, I know, but I know a little bit better now. Uh, so because we learned that we had to worry. If we didn't worry, we were irresponsible. We learned that we needed to think. And when you have a problem, the worst thing you can do is think or worry. Because then you are alone. And then you make it more difficult and you attract more problems. The thing is you have to relax. You have to breathe and you have to let go. And, and, and the solutions will come to you. And you have to know that you are protected and you are guided if you allow it. That's what you were saying. We have to allow it because we have free choice. So you are determined, you know, if the hell yeah. can or not. Now, I know some of you listeners are probably saying, yeah, it's easy for her to say. She sits in a nice hotel room in Mexico. He sits in France. So yeah, you can have your chat, but we are really struggling here. And you may be right, but this is not just what Mabel talks about letting go and trusting. And that's the end of the story. The beauty about zero frequency is also that it does go through processes and it leads you to yourself. You know, it's so much easier uh, to let go. And it's so much easier to trust that the universe takes care of you if you actually have a good relationship to yourself, if you know that you deserve it, if you know that you are a good, lovable person. And in order for you to know that, you also have to not only erase negative limiting beliefs on the subconscious, you also have to really find your essence. And that's part of what you write about in the book. So Tell us about the essence. How do people even know what that means? Well, first of all, I want to a, a little bit comment about what you just said. We, you are in France and I'm here in a hotel in Mexico, but we created our life. We got here because maybe we did some work <laughs> before getting here. I mean, for yeah. me to go from being such a close-minded person and always having to be right and having the last word, and I knew better, and I was kind of perfect, you know. I got all the the adjectives, you know, of the perfect person. So I had to work on myself. I had to become humble. Not everybody will want to do that. You understand what I mean? Not everybody will want to say, I don't know. I, I love to say, I don't know. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I love to become a child again. Yes, not everybody will do it. I don't know if you know the story of the crabs. But they said if you put a crab in one bucket, the crab gets out of the bucket. But if you put a lot of crabs in the bucket, none gets out. Because if one tries to do the work of going up, everybody is pulling down and saying, no, 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 let's stay here. So, so, you know, sometimes I tell people, 
first of all, if you are happy the way of what you are doing, you have to keep doing what, what, what works for you, yes? And what makes you happy. But if you are not happy, think about it. I mean, because blaming and complaining or thinking you are a victim and people out there are lucky, you know, that won't change your life. So you have to be willing, you know, it looks like it's doing nothing, but letting go and trusting is doing exactly the opposite of what we learn. It is getting out of your comfort zone. It's trusting on something you cannot see or touch, but believe me, exists. So, uh, and call it the way you want it. Uh, sometimes I tell people, you know, who's thought, everything is, is thought. It's, you know, you know, even the chair I'm sitting here, somebody had to think about the chair before the chair be manifested. So everything, and so sometimes I ask, I ask myself, who thought of the human body or the mountains or the, or the oceans? You understand what I mean? There is a more intelligent mind than ours. And here we are thinking we are the, the only ones in the universe and that we know and we are gonna resolve it. We, it's time to wake up. The 2020 came to wake up people. And it's unfortunate that people are still stuck you know, and, and believing whatever. So this is the time to wake up. And, and I feel my mission is to wake up people, not convince them of co-oponopon or nothing, but just do something and stop complaining and blaming. So I'm sorry. But would you agree? <laughs> <laughs> but would you agree that, you know, I mean, at least that's what I believe and what I'm teaching, but that, uh, it is not only important to trust the universe and have a relationship with something outside of you or the God within you, but really also have a relationship that is good within yourself. You know, so yes. many people are struggling with yes. self-acceptance, self-love, yes. and, and that is a key to also yes. finding I, this openness to get filled up. I started, I'll tell you what I did, okay, to, to make the change. First of all, um, I started trusting myself, accepting myself just the way I was. I stopped listening to what other people think, thought of me, you know, and, and I, realizing that what was important is what I thought of myself. Um, also, um, I let go of expectations. Expectations also are the memory, my stories and things like that. The, knowing that I didn't know anything. I started right. forgiving because I realized that if I didn't forgive, I was stuck, not the other person. I was hurting myself, not the other person. I was living in the past instead of the present. And all we have is this present moment. And your life is consequences of your decisions in this present moment. And that's very important to just, you know, take that step of responsibility, not as, oh my God, burden, chores, to-do lists, but really saying I'm the creator of my life, my reality on how I think about it, how I feel about it, and then how I act in it. And, and that is that beautiful choice that we have all have. So making that choice to change your relationship with yourself and trust yourself and listen to yourself and also maybe take your own judgment of yourself as more important than what other people are thinking. Just like as Mabel said, that's a really important first step or maybe you know a side step to get to that trust in the universe. When we come back, we're going to talk about the essence because I think it's a beautiful yeah. uh, you know a beautiful part of our 
ourselves that I also really am excited to always show people and teach people how to get there. And then, of course, one of my favorite topics, which I'm so happy that you also teach about this, uh, Mabel, which is the inner child. So we'll be right back. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. Thank you for listening in on Eye of Soul Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Psychic Medium Jamie. Return next time for an empowering and yet chilling look into the raw side of spirit. For more information about myself and the Eye of Soul, visit EyeOfSoulRadio.com. That's Eye of Soul Radio. Eye of Soul Radio, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. See you next time. So how can you change your relationship to yourself? How can you be in a place where you're not only okay, but you're actually in awe of all that amazing inner potential and wisdom that resides in you? And one of the ways to get there is described in Mabel's book, Zero Frequency, which is about connecting to the magic of the inner child but also then connecting to your essence, the truth of who you are. So talk about both of that. I love the story that you said, uh, talked about in the book about uh, this child with autism that uh, somehow you asked, uh, you know, how do you connect to the inner child? And she said, that's easy. So <laughs> what was her answer? So, yes, I, I said, uh, Lucia, this is an autistic uh, girl in Argentina. I said, Lucia, what, what, how would you advise people to connect with their inner child? She said, oh, that's easy, Mabel. Just come there with love and it comes. And I said, Lucia, that's easy for you. I work with adults, you know. And she said, Mabel, call it by its name. And it comes. <laughs> so, you know, we are always making, you know, the intellect that cannot understand anything that is easy. You know, and sometimes when I teach Ho'oponopono, I said, I don't know how to complicate it so that you will believe me, you know, that it works. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the things that it helped me also was to, uh, you know, 100% responsibility that you kind of mentioned it. And it's a very important thing in Ho'oponopono. Yes, we are 100% responsible. Life is kind of showing us in our monitor uh, what is it, you know, that downloaded in our subconscious mind. But we yeah. actually, in Ho'oponopono, our subconscious mind is our inner child. And it's the kind of the computer bank where, you know, all our memories are accumulated. It's actually our emotional mind is the one that handles the physical uh, body for us. It's kind of an automatic. And we always said it can do the Ho'oponopono cleaning, as we call it, you know, the trans 
the transmuting of these memories in automatic. That's why it's a very important part in the Ho'oponopono process. And when was the last time you connected to your inner child? Well, the idea is that you can be doing it, including it in every task, in every situation that you have, and everything will be much easier. You know? Okay, that's her name? I'm sorry? That's her name? Your inner child is called how? Oh, no, 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 no. I I, I didn't understand your question. Actually, my inner child is is a boy. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, always, I always tell people your inner, your inner child could be, but because in Ho'oponopono, we work with uh, the subconscious mind is not in this plane. From the psychology part, you know, yes, there, we have that inner child in us, is that inner child in us that, you know, we were when we were children in this lifetime. Yes, but if they wonder we work in Ho'oponopono, our subconscious mind is not on this 3D uh, plane. Okay, so it's a boy. It is a boy for me. Actually, I started with a girl and then it changed. Actually, <laughs> at that time, I was still working with my teacher and I said, it could be that your inner child changes. And he says, yeah. So he changed and said, yes, you're right. Okay. Well, and so when you connect to the inner child, what would you suggest for people? So they say, okay, I'm going to say I love you and call the inner child by the name. I- and now the inner child is there. Then what? Okay, so the the most important thing that your inner child needs to hear is I love you, thank you for being in my life. Yes? Mm-hmm. Or for or for example, uh, I'm not going to abandon you anymore. Because uh, once you are conscious of that part of you, that part of you is it feels abandoned or, or neglected. Yes? So all you have to say is we are together, we are here, nothing to worry about. You know what my inner child gets a lot of peace from when I say this one, we are going to give it to God. Huh? This one, we don't even try. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I always say that our inner child knows God. Our mm-hmm. intellect doesn't have a clue, yes? It has to uh, trust blindly. But our inner child does. So, you know, for my inner child, sometimes, you know, in things that are scary, you know, something like says, we don't even try this one, huh? <laughs> directly to God. <laughs> so no. it is letting go and letting God. Yes, and you do it through your inner child. And you said your inner child knows God. So meaning like your inner child can be then that place where you can also gain trust from, where you feel like the inner child can lead you more to that trust place? Yeah, yeah, it is your best partner. Your inner child is your best partner. Mm-hmm. And actually it's the one that manifests because you can think positive all you want, but at the subconscious level, there are so many programs there. I don't deserve it. I, you know, I was born poor. I will die poor. You know, I think other people are lucky, you know, or whatever, you know, all those yeah. things that we all have, but because they are at the subconscious level, we don't realize. Yeah. When I work with the inner child, one of the things that I find important is to go back to the innocent inner child, the one before these programmings happened, before the traumas happened that changed that uh, belief that everything is possible. When I was a child, I really felt like, you know, there is magic all around. And, powerful, uh, <laughs> powerful. Yes, I know. Yes, That's absolutely. Fine. That's why I was talking about going back to being children and trusting yeah. the way when we were children. Yeah. 
And for example, I have to tell you, when I changed careers, yes, uh, and I realized I was going to teach officially, um, I went to my Ho'oponopono teacher and I said, well, I'm going to go and take classes because I don't know anything about public speaking. And he looked at me and he said, no, that will take all your naturality. All you have to be is yourself. So that's the, that was the most important message I got in this lifetime. All I have to be is myself. Sure, there will be people that like it, people will not like it, you know, but all, I have to like myself. I have to be authentic. I have to be truthful. And, and one of the things is realizing we are not these. We are not our names. We are not our titles, you know, and stop looking outside of ourselves and knowing that everything that we are looking for is inside. So when you connect with that and you realize all the solutions are inside and you, you are not, again, you know, limited uh, being, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the sky is the limit <laughs> or maybe beyond the sky. <laughs> and I think that is the, the promise and that's also the problem or the challenge for many people. It's funny because uh, the book I'm just finishing is about the authentic self and it's about how to find your authenticity and, and remember it. And, uh, and don't you feel like when someone says, just be yourself, that there is a big question mark around what does that even mean? What is myself? I'll, I have I'll, been functioning, I'll, believing, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody told me once, he says, well, maybe you cannot tell people just to be themselves. Some people will say, ah, I can be myself, I can kill people. You know, I feel like killing people. Um, it's, uh, for, I, I can only talk about my experience, yes? So for me, being myself is... Again, be authentic uh, with my weaknesses, you know, with my strength, realizing I, I'm not perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm and, and not looking at, for acceptance outside of myself, you know, just accepting myself the, the way I am. And a lot of people ask me, how come such intellectual and close-minded person could come, you know, all the way to kind of the other extreme? Uh, and it's uh, because I, I realized I didn't know as much as I, I thought I knew, uh, because I became more humble, and and became because the most important is I started listening more to my heart than my mind. You know, again, yes. what is right, what is right and wrong, what people think. You know, you should be doing. You know, I took a lot of illogical because of my change of uh, uh, think, thinking. Um, I took, I made a lot of illogical decisions, but from each illogical decision, I can tell you amazing stories. Because well, it's I can getting, getting out of yeah. getting out of your making things that don't make sense, you know. Yeah. But it makes sense to your heart. It feels, I don't know, it feels good. <laughs> it feels right <laughs> to, to here, not here, you know. That's I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Um, I had a very uh, particular situation where not only I let go of my career, I let go of my family, you know, and things like that. It's not like I abandoned them, but, uh, but because I moved very close and I was available, but, um, but that was a very important part for, especially for a Latino uh, family where the, the, the woman lives instead of the men, yes? In right, the right. But it was a common, you know, agreement and everything. And, and um, 
And my mother came to visit from Argentina after my divorce. And she, she, uh, she said, I don't understand. Are you abandoning them? And I said, mom, do you realize, have you noticed we are all okay? And my mother looked at me and she says, yeah, I don't understand. How come they don't suffer? <laughs> you understand what I mean? We, we think, you know, this is the right thing for people or children not to suffer. And then, you know, something totally out of the box, totally contrary of what we think is the right thing, it ends up working for everyone. So, yeah. again, you know, you never know. I mean, again, following your heart more. Well, and that is something that I feel is also like, like you said, practicing, trusting, there is also practicing listening because so many of us are listening to all the voices outside of them or maybe these little voices of the limiting beliefs or the anxious inner protectors, but they're not listening to the heart. And so listening to the heart can be as easy, like you said, as it feels right. Somehow, even if it doesn't make sense, that's what pulls me forward and and that's a leap of faith that then can also lead then to greater trust. Yes. Now, in, in your book, you also describe uh, about, you know, remembering your truth and connecting to your truth. Now, the truth, I would say, goes deeper than just the inner child. I mean, would you say the super consciousness you talk about is the truth or what would yes. you say is the truth? I think that, well, the... I think the truth is, again, that we are not this, that we are here temporary, that uh, Earth is just one school in the universe. There are, there are many. So realizing that, uh, realizing that all our challenges are just opportunities to grow, to mm -hmm. make us better. Mm -hmm. No, there are no, there are no tests. The universe doesn't conspire against us or anything. It's actually giving us the right opportunities. I think we choose our life before we come. We choose our parents and everything. And I always tell people, if you don't believe, just go to Google and put past life and science, and you will see a lot of proofs, yes? A lot of people having near-death experiences, coming back, writing books about it, telling us about it. I think it's time, like I said before, it's time to wake up. So for me, truth is, again, this is not me. The, and the part of me is my superconscious. We, are all, we were all created perfect. We are not our memories, our problems, our beliefs. And, and we are here again to, to make amends, uh, to correct errors from other lifetimes. But we don't, we don't have to suffer. Again, everything just opportunities. And, um, and, and one of the things that is going on right now is a lot of fear about death. We don't have to be fearful about death. This is it's just a transition. It's going back home, actually. So there is nothing to fear. So that's realizing, waking up So who, who am I and becoming the observer because we are the observers, but we are engaging again, you know, my, my title, my name, my family, my whatever. Yes. And then we engage and we identify with that and we are not that. Mm -hmm. So putting some distance even, you know, looking at things like your best friend would look at it and what your best friend uh, um advice would be, yes? Uh, so not being so involved, not identifying, not buying everything, you know, right. like you do right now. Well, we, I know you have to go to your TV show in a few minutes, but uh, I just wanted to ask you if 
let's say the crap analogy would be the other way around. One is waking up and the others are following. And we are just all creating a different world from your teachings, my teachings, you know, hope, oh, no. What would you say this world would look like? What, what is it what we are here to hopefully create for the children, the grandchildren, or ourselves? Well, we have a big responsibility right now because a lot of people are buying fear and, uh, and they are asleep. And, and that's kind of playing against. Uh, exactly. You know, I think we have to think about our next generation, what we are going to leave here. Yes. So right now it's very important, the decisions that, that we make. And if we wake up or don't wake up. Um, I, for, I'm going to tell you that for me, a perfect world would be one where we all do what we love where we believe in ourselves, yes? If you do, if you use your unique talents, we all have unique talents. We all can do things that nobody else can do. But we start, since we were little children and we went to school, we started comparing to other people. And we thought we had to be perfect on everything and get grace, you know, uh, good grace in everything. We couldn't do that. We, we learned to manipulate the system. Yes, to, you right. know, we, we, we put ourselves in the box. Oh, yeah, I have to have a straight A's, you know, or whatever. So um, I think that um, it is imperative that we allow our children to be happy now, that we don't say, say to them that they have to have a university title. First, they have yeah. to be happy and then choose based on what really I want to do. For example, a, 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 an important uh, question that somebody asked me many, many years ago, when I was an accountant, uh, was what would you do even if you don't get paid because you love it? And my answer was uh, sharing with others what had helped me. I actually wrote traveling the world, sharing with people what had hel what helped me. And, uh, and I couldn't believe it myself that I wrote that. It was ridiculous at that time. So mm. for me, for me, it's using our unique talent when we when we interact with other people. Then if we right. are happy people, we are not going to rob, we are not going to destroy, we are not going to take advantage, rob, I mean, again, or, or make harm to anybody. We, this yeah. would be a happy community. I love to work with children because I don't want them to waste time, <laughs> you know, like we did. Right, and, right. And, um, and I think we have to become happy people happy parents no mm. parents we have to be happy parents and and, yeah. tell, and and give them the example that they can be happy that's it we have to become happy people uh, but we are well, now in the box of you know you know kind of uh complying <laughs> Well, I think, you know, when you are teaching so wisely the steps to the trust and the steps to your authentic self and, and the steps to taking responsibility and the steps to the inner child, happiness is not just a word. Happiness is actually something that becomes much more normal and natural. I think some it's of the problems experience. with happiness is, yeah, yeah, because mm -hmm. happiness can for some people be so unattainable because it's so vague what does it mean how do i get it where do i buy it and that's the beauty about your book it certainly does lead uh, on a path to creating that frequency that makes happiness just a normal state of being now how can people find out more about you what's your website and yes 
Okay, well, they can go to zerofrequency.com and they can find out more about the book and there is previews, start, uh, start here packet, you know, that includes a, a preview of the book. And also I'm, I'm at mabelcats.com and if you go to um, the, if you are in social media, it's mabelcats fan page in Facebook, Instagram is mabelcats, Twitter, LinkedIn and everything else. Yes. Just by my name. If you Google my name, you'll find me. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you so much for being here thank and taking welcome. this time. And thank you for, you know, even squeezing it in since you have no, other no, obligations. I Actually, I have to tell you, this was not planned. I was supposed to be in Los Angeles today when I sketched, ah. we scheduled that time, this time. But something happened in Guadalajara that we had to postpone it to this Saturday. This was supposed to be two weeks ago, and okay. uh, so my my schedule changed. So, but we didn't want to cancel or anything. And it was really a pleasure uh, to be here with you yes, and your audience. Thank you, thank you. That's the beauty about being connected worldwide, so that we can talk no matter where you are. Yes. Well, thank you again, and thank you for all you do. Thank you, everybody. God bless, and please trust yourself and your heart. <laughs> thank you. Well, Marvel cuts. Check out her beautiful book, Zero Frequency, and uh, our website and everything she does. We're going to go on to a, break, a quick break. Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? Well, you are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th for the International Conference on Resilience for Women as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Walk away with the tools and inspiration to motivate and empower yourself. Don't miss this global online event Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Stories packed full of possibility, power, and of course, resilience. Be empowered, inspired, and committed to your own well-being. Coming together with powerful women, knowing that you are not facing life alone. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com under the register tab. That's resilientwomensconference.com. Well, welcome back. I am without my guest, so by myself, feeling actually very zero frequency about it all. It was a wonderful conversation with Mabel Katz. Again, you can check out her book at zerofrequency.com or Mabel Katz, M-A-B-E-L Katz, K-A-T-Z.com. I just want to really spend these last few minutes talking about something we didn't get to talk about, which was those steps to get to that point. And these are things that I also certainly can relate to and teach clients. And one of them is about practicing peace. And especially during these times right now, it is so important for us to 
always remember that what we really want is to be at peace. And for that, we do have sometimes to let go of where our mind goes. I know that many people are looking right now at what's going to happen in politics or what's going to happen with the uh, vaccines or what's going to happen with this uh, economy. And there's so much uh, feeling of uh, uncertainty and worry that peace seems to be just an afterthought. And what we forget is that we can always choose just to go back into a more peaceful mindset and really letting that peace be something that is about being in the here and the now. And uh, that zero frequency that she talks about or this alignment with your authentic self that I'm talking about is about also really choosing choosing of what do you want to project into the world? What is it what you really want to see in the world coming from your inside out? Yes, there may be a lot of chaos out there. Yes, there may be just uh, a lot of unknowns and many things may feel unsafe or uncertain, but you can still choose to be at peace within yourself and be that source of peace. Often I hear people talking about their past resentments or right now people talk about you know those that are have been voting for the other candidate how there is just also some kind of disbelief or irritation and and all of those thoughts bring up resistance and all of those thoughts get you out of a place of peacefulness so how can you change your station by either finding simply acceptance for people's choices if you can, even finding compassion for what's behind them. Maybe there is fear behind them. Maybe there is a sense of uh, not trusting behind them. Maybe there is just an overall sense of powerless behind those choices. But seeing with compassion, it's easier to let go of whatever you find was distracting you and getting yourself out of peace and then bringing yourself back into the moment. And one of the favorite things for me to do to find peace is simply connecting to my heart. Simply thinking that there's so much in my heart that I love to share with the world, whether it is love or whether it is kindness or whether it's a sense of uh, connection or creativity. So connecting to your heart and letting your heart really be that place of peace. Sometimes it's as easy as thinking about someone you love and you feel already your heart opening up and creating more of this peaceful foundation. Sometimes it can be just as simple as loving yourself or like Mabel talked about calling for that inner child and you feel again there is something calming and peaceful about it. Sometimes the best thing you can do is remembering a time in the past where you felt very peaceful and where you could go back to that place and that moment and really immerse yourself in it and bring again that peaceful frequency into your system. Disconnecting yourself from whatever is right now going on and creating disturbance and choosing to find that calmness and peace inside, observing yourself, how you become more and more slow in your thinking and more relaxed in your body and more open and peaceful in your mind.
that's a very easy but also life-changing habit that right now I think we all need to practice a little bit more. Well, thank you for tuning in. Be back in two weeks and you can find out more about my work at drfriedman.com. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.